Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Ward. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy. Remember how at the beginning of this season, we were like, we're going to have merch by the summertime. Yeah, I think about that sometimes. Yeah, yeah. that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, no. Tracy does not have time or energy to design and create anything. So that's definitely not going to happen. Sorry, guys. Someday. I was hopeful. Maybe next summer. I don't know. I mean, now I can afford the equipment to like do this hey, stuff. There but we at go. the same time, I'm like... I would right now I would buy the equipment and then not use it for it will sit in a box in the corner collecting dust. Yeah, like so there's no point in me doing this right now. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but goodness. enough about our personal struggles and hey. life. And get to the point of this whole thing. <laughs> yes. Let's focus on a different struggle, you guys. The eternal struggle of the single person, which is dating. Okay, so (laughs) I was thinking about this, like, as we were getting ready for this episode, I was like, when's the last time we did an episode about dating? Like, that was kind of, like, one of the, like, the main ideas that, like, got this podcast started. And I love how it's, like, not even much of a thing anymore. We're just like, why? There's so much more to life. Let me look at our podcast real quick on uh, <laughs> on iTunes. Uh, our his our our library of episodes, if you will. Um, it was a year ago. It was July twenty eighth, twenty twenty. Oh my when we gosh! Talked about <laughs> like almost exactly a year. That's actually yeah. really funny. I know, right? Wow, that's so funny. Well, and I love it because we have another type of red flags dating episode. This is our crazy dating yeah. experiences from our listeners episode. Yeah. I I like that. If we just, like, every summer, that's, <laughs> that is your one time to hear us talk about dating. That's it. Well, that wasn't the only time that we talked about dating because we also did. Last season, we did. I'd say, like, five. At least five episodes focus on dating and relationships well we did our our 10th episode was a listener email episode about dating so that was episode 10 and then we did episodes 12 13 14 and 15 were about dating it was february we did that whole thing in february i remember now and then we did it again when did we come back Well, then we did a law of chastity lesson, but then we focused on dating again in July. Yeah. So we did it a couple times last season. Yeah, because we started out planning to talk more and keep conversations rolling about relationships and the concept of being single and the like and finding a balance between the two. But really for this season, we're just like, who needs a balance? You don't need dating. We also don't have time for it in a pandemic, you guys. So we're talking about everything else. Pandemics change a lot of priorities. It sure does. <laughs> Makes you look at the whole concept of eternity a lot differently. This will not be the only episode on dating this season, most likely. This will be like the big one, but this will not the be the only one. one this we will we will touch on it, we will poke it, we will prod it. Because, you know, I mean honestly when you're single, you can't like super leave it alone. I feel like 
everyone kind of has that expectation for you. You kind of leave yourself open to the potential. Um, so yeah, it's just like that weird, that is the, like the elephant in the room that you can never get rid of. Uh, the whole thing you guys have been waiting for our crazy dating experiences episode. Um, we asked you guys to answer some questions and we received some super great stories. You guys asked us some questions and more. So today we'll be exploring all of that. So thank you for all that you gave us to work with and we're super appreciative of you. And we really hope that you enjoy us airing your your stories and sharing them with everyone. It should be great. Honestly, only like two of the forms had a name on them. So I just deleted all the names and just left it anonymous. So everything is anonymous in this episode. Yeah. So hopefully you're not disappointed at not having yourself named. <laughs> um, I don't think that would happen. Yeah. But, you know. Um, but yeah, so... We're just going to dive in. We're going to be sorting through the questions that were asked, um, and we'll just share everyone's answers um, and and stories that way. Yes. So let's dive into one of my favorites, which is, what is the worst dating advice that you have ever received? (laughs) Yeah. Oh. All right. First one, I'll go ahead. They said that someone would receive revelation on my behalf about marrying them. Ew. It's like just hitting me like what I just read. You can't you can't trust that. You no. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm so sorry. If any of you have received that advice as well, please don't listen to that. That is not ooh, no. You will get revelation for yourself. There's not another person that can. Yeah, the moment I've heard stories of like the guys who are like, Yeah, I received revelation, we're meant to be together. That is like the biggest Mormon red flag that exists so you need to just be like no and run away have you seen the mormon version of pride and prejudice um yes yes okay remember when that weird guy is like (gasps) elizabeth we have been commanded (laughs) to get married by god (laughs) no no we have not actually no yeah no 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 oh my gosh yes Wait, okay, Tracy, if you loved someone and they were like, let's get married, and then quoted scripture at you, could you accept that if it was like a no okay scripture? Or would you just be like, no, goodbye? It would be a, okay, cool, I'm glad you got that revelation. <laughs> but as I'm still entitled to my own revelation, I'm going to go and chat with the Lord about this and find out what he has to say. Because that was scary. And at the moment, it's a no for me. But um, uh-huh. I'm going to consult with Jesus at this point and see if he supports my decision to say no. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I was just trying to imagine this. And the thing is, is that we don't perceive scripture as romantic. No. There can be things about love and hope, but it's not romantic. So not only does it kind of kill the mood, but it also gets you like a little, like you're going to get a little sketched out. You should get a little sketched out. I know we talk about like having like the Lord in your relationship, but that's not where he fits. There are so many things that I find romantic that like are not normal, I guess. We all have like... our kinks, Tracy. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it's just like if you are coming at me with scripture to like romance me, that's not the way. 
that is not the way. If you're coming at me with like your scripture master, <laughs> no. If you're coming at me with like, <laughs> oh, that's weird. I, if you're oh, coming oh, at me hmm. with something that's like bachelor related or like <laughs> true crime related uh-huh. or like something that like appeals to my nerdy interests or heck, even like a RuPaul's Drag Race sort of thing, like oh. absolutely, yes, let's go. Mm-hmm. But like. You're going to sit here and quote scripture mastery to me and think that that's good. No, no, no. Sit down. Get out of here. Get out of my life. <laughs> I don't want you anymore. Okay. This is a weird thought. And I can't get out of my head. Um, but let's move on. So we don't spend the okay. whole episode about this. <laughs> All right. So the next one is the person writes from my dad. You can't date until you're 30. Wise. Or sorry. You can't date until you're 40. Even better. Although this was back when I was 18. He started asking when he's going to get grandkids. So I currently think he's changed his mind. I just shoot back that I haven't found someone that I want to duplicate yet. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, that's funny. I've heard that before. (laughs) I like that. I I get that parents want to protect their kids and be like, don't do things before you're ready kind of thing. But we also do need to be more careful about the things that we tell kids because there's a lot of contradictions and that's only going to throw people off. You can't simultaneously tell your kids that they're not allowed to date and then in the same breath ask them when you're getting grandkids from them. Like that does not work. Doesn't work. Does not. And as someone who has been told that many times by my mother and my father Mm -hmm. back when my dad was alive, nothing pisses me off more than that. Nothing does. It's so annoying. All right, let's go to the next one. All right, okay. Next one is date a returned missionary because they are worthy and will never do anything disrespectful. That's a straight up fallacy, but okay. That is incorrect. A returned missionary, whether they someone's termed them returning with honor or not. Just does not make them honorable, does not make them worthy, does not mean they will always be respectful. There is, there's literally no way. I was, I was just on Twitter talking to people and they were saying like, yeah, this one missionary was asking me for nudes and missionaries aren't perfect. I mean, I guess you'd have a more intimate experience just because of you, you being on a mission. Um, so you'd have like more information, but like people who go on missions are still humans we're all going to make mistakes. We're not going to know everything or do everything perfectly no matter what we do. The stories I could tell you all about the things that the elders did in my mission that were against mission rules directly oppose that piece of advice would really make your hair stand on end. So I am just, just take it from me when I say that that piece of advice really is the worst piece of advice because it's absolute garbage. Exactly. Yes. And just, and I want to add to that, not um, people who even have a temple recommend or people who have the priesthood, that doesn't make them good people necessarily either. It just means that they've been able to get access to something that is meant for people doing good things. And we still have our agency to decide how we're going to use those opportunities and those blessings that we get. So you really still have to look at the character of the people around you. I, I've seen too many times where it's like you think they're going to be a good person because they have all this built up for them and it's it's really not. All right. The next one says from a restaurant co-worker, 
you're hot. Just put on a short skirt and get drunk at a bar. You'll find someone. What? <laughs> I love that. Oh my god. I actually like that advice. I would. Yeah. I would you say it's that. not bad. But that's not uh-huh. me. Oh goodness. I mean, there is a compliment in it, um, and there is a bit, an almost guarantee. Hey, you do this, you will get something from it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there is that. Um, if you do choose to drink, I just invite you to not drink so much that you get overly drunk and are not totally aware of your faculties. That that's all. Please watch yourself. All right, last one, and this kills me. Everyone deserves a first date. This is trash advice. This is utterly trash, and I hate it so much i have received this advice from my parents i've received it from church leaders i've received it from institute leaders Mm -hmm. or teachers like i have received that from so many people because it is a societal norm because they're like oh yeah they worked so hard to gather up the courage to ask you so they're asking because they don't know if you'll say yes or no which means i have the option to say yes or no if they expected a guarantee then it's like then why they wouldn't be nervous um but yeah i got that advice a lot from like youth leaders institute leaders and stuff like that bishopric and the thing is the thing that annoys me about this advice is that it is a hundred percent aimed at the women to like guilt women into going on dates with men that they don't want to go on dates with whereas like the men nobody ever tells a guy like Every girl deserves a date. Just if a girl asks you on a date, you should go because she plucked up enough courage to go ask you. Like, boys don't get this same treatment. If the boys were being told the exact same thing, I wouldn't be as mad about it. But the fact of the matter is that they coddle the men in the church so much by telling them, like, just go ask a girl on a date. She'll say yes. And then they browbeat the girls, all of us, into saying yes because they just told the boys that we'll say yes and now we're like stuck do not ever feel like you have to say yes not everyone deserves a first date like if you feel in your heart that you want to give someone a chance like by all means say yes but don't think that they deserve a first date just because they plucked up enough courage to ask you they are not entitled to anything yes very much so and that also shows how much they do and do not value certain people such as women because they're saying like you need to do this you need to use your time use your free time your evenings whatever to make time for this other person um because this is what they want like it says like we're not allowed to say no basically we're not allowed to choose for ourselves which is not healthy it's not okay and i mean like my dad would always say hey like you know it's a free meal so you never know what could happen you should just give it a try which I, I, I understand to that extent of being like, okay, be open to trying. And I do believe that I am. Um, but as I get older, I am not going to be so carefree with who I give my time. I'm going to want to spend it with people who I think are at least good in some way. I'm not going to just meet someone in two seconds and be like, yeah, sure, I'll go on a date with you. I'm going to want to know that person a little bit. And by that time, I will have decided if they're the type of person where with whom I want to spend my time. And it's pretty easy in this day and age to figure that out like through talking to them through talking to their friends through seeing them on social media and everything because I know there are certain things that I cannot stand in a person and there's going to be many reasons where I'm not comfortable with a person and I'm not going to waste my time or their time doing this and I'm not going to waste their money either or my money no Aragon does not deserve a first date you guys it's okay to say no yep amen 
All right, so we're going to move on to our next question, which was, what is the most awkward piece of advice or words of encouragement you've ever received from a married person? I kind of really expected, like, just sex advice on this, so I'm glad we didn't. (laughs) Yeah. So (laughs) I like the variety. (laughs) The first person said, I was told that I would find the one multiple times. I don't really think there is such a thing as the one. Mm -hmm. I agree. A soulmate. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely people who you're going to work better with. Just like you're going to see that like in your friendships and everything. And then like you can find that that mutual attraction and that friendship that grows into something more. We've talked about our perspectives on the one before. Um, Listen to season one if you want to know more about it. But the basic gist is Kaylee and I do not believe that there is a one. There's just some good people. There's better people for us. If there was someone that we were meant to be with eternally and destined to be with eternally we would have been born with them mm-hmm. why would the lord make us incomplete people anyways yeah <laughs> all right so here is <laughs> here's the fun one um so this person said i can't think of a specific instance but it's super annoying when a married person gives you a list of things you should do i.e you should host a game night or you should invite him to such and such with you when I know perfectly well the person giving the advice didn't do any of these things back when they were single. Yeah. And they added an eye roll just for a fact because we need that. Um, yes. People giving unsolicited or solicited advice regarding things that they didn't do themselves is not... You can't do... Uh, you, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that. While on one hand, I do agree the encouragement is helpful because... I know that there are a lot of times where I like will vent to a married friend or something and say like, oh my gosh, this person like doesn't even know I exist. Like, how am I ever supposed to like, whatever, you know, like that sort of thing. And they'll encourage me and give me like, oh, well, like, why don't you try to do this? Or like, why don't you try to do that? Like, I'm okay with that if I'm like directly mentioning something. But like, if a married person is coming to me and just telling me like, oh, you see that single guy over there? You should go invite him to do this thing. No, no, get out of my life. Get out of my life entirely. Throw the whole friend away. I, uh-uh. <laughs> nope, yep. I've had friends like push me into guys, be like, go talk to him. And I'm no. like, I, no, yeah. I would now literally rather do anything yeah. else. <laughs> oh, All right. <laughs> Sorry, oh. I just read the next one. So the next one is great. <laughs> it says, <laughs> date a man. It's awkward because I'm very much not into men. <laughs> I love that. I'm sorry. I love that. Don't if you don't like him, don't do it. Yeah. That's understandable. Some of our options these days are not what I would term ideal. Yeah. Yeah. But I love that advice. I love that. That was oh my gosh. whoever you are that said that. I love you for that. That was magnificent. That's it's very good. Yeah, we definitely receive a lot of advice that just it very much misses the mark. The best thing we can do is learn to laugh about it and forget it and move on. <laughs> Ooh, and not follow it, you guys. Not follow it. Okay. All right, then the last one is the first one that comes to mind is that it's that idea of when someone is like, I didn't like that person, but then they pursued me for years and I finally realized they were amazing, so we got married. Oh, no. I hate that one. Um, I hate the persistence is key one. I hate it. (laughs) Honestly, we could do 
like a whole series about how annoying and incorrect and flawed the sinking process is. And we know that general authorities have preached this um, throughout many of their romance stories with their spouses. While I do believe that most of them do have happy marriages and started happy lives together, the way that they do talk about their stories are it's not always in the best light. Yeah. When someone tells you no, then you should you should give them a listen. We've had a lot of stories in general conference where it's like, I asked her out, she said no. I asked her out, she said no. I asked her out, she finally said yes. I think that the more someone asks me for something, the more annoyed I get. But I also understand the need to give in because I have a two-year-old niece who always wants candy. And after she's asked me 50 times, I do tend to give in. I need to do better than that because she's a kid and she'll eventually figure out that there is such a thing as the word no. Um, And grown men need to do the same thing. As much as I agree that being persistent is important in a lot of things. Oh, definitely. I think that if you are banking on wearing her down or wearing him down with the number of times that you just repeatedly ask them out on a date, you are missing the whole point. I can, okay, here's one that I'll explain. So like, we'll use the Ookdorfs as an example because we know President Ookdorf was like in love with his wife Harriet from the moment he saw her as like a 14 year old. And he wanted so desperately to date her. And he asked her out when they were teenagers and she said, no. And he took the L and he was like, okay, she's not going to date. She's established his boundary, but we can be friends. And then World War II happened. He went off to war, did other things, still like pining for Harriet the entire time, spent time improving himself, working on himself, growing up, maturing, becoming a better man. And then he came back and he asked her on a date again when they were adults. And that's when she was finally like, all right, I'm down. It's not that she saw that he was persistent. It's that she saw that he took time to learn, to grow, and to better himself. And that, like, even though, yes, he calls it persistence, hearing her side of the story, like, we heard it in June, not in June, but, like, a couple years ago when they came to Orlando, like, she had said, like, the reason I said yes was because he grew up, he developed, he became a better person. It had nothing to do with the persistence. So, like, if you are one of those people that's like, I'll wear her down. No. Take the L. Be her friend. Be his friend. Work on yourself. Improve yourself. And then maybe in time, you can come back with that ask and succeed. But, like, wearing them down is not the way. Don't have that expectation that they will eventually say yes. Because there's a chance that they definitely will never say yes. Because I've, I've got issues with the whole concept of the friend zone because most of the guys, most people think like, I'm, I'm going to get out so I can date them. But people are like, no, you're a friend zone because I don't want to date you. And I just want us to be friends. If you cannot be a friend then I, and I don't want to date you, then you're nothing. It can feel like a precarious balance, but it really is for the better. Like if they say no, you need to respect that. And you can continue growing. You can build some other kind of relationship with them. And if things change for them down the line, then yeah, you can shoot your shot again. But it's not something where you just keep poking them and prodding them and annoying them and harassing them. Yeah. All right. So now that we've complained plenty, let's go on a little brighter tangent about the best dating advice you have ever received. All right. The first one is to date outside the box. 
date guys who I wouldn't normally go for or who I was too intimidated to go for initially. Also, not to be afraid to make moves or plan dates. Also, extremely important that I didn't owe anyone anything and that if I felt uncomfortable, that I could always say no to anything. I I love that. That's that's a whole bunch of little things sprinkled all together into a beautiful bundle that definitely needs to be considered because I do think that we can kind of have a type sometimes of what we expect in our dating pool, but sometimes wild cards do exist and they can be awesome, whether it turns into something more or it's just fun for one night. It can be great. Yeah, I agree. All right. So this person says, from a previous bishop, when I told him I had dated a couple of non-LDS guys, he said, yeah, you got to be careful with LDS guys. It might be safer to convert yourself a husband. I mean, yes, like I kind of agree with that. <laughs> that's also just me. I definitely think you can run into certain issues, as we've discussed before, with guys who like grew up super strong in the church. Um, you do have to be careful with them. Um, converting them might be a little tricky, but you know, there are good men who are in debt in every faith or no faith. So find the right person who, whatever they might believe. I have definitely said that I don't think I'm going to marry a member of the church. Like, let's be honest. I don't think I'm going to get married period. And I don't say that to like elicit pity from anyone. So like, don't be like, Oh, Tracy, you'll find someone. No, like, I don't, I don't care. But the older I get and the more like independent I get and the more political I get as well, the more I feel very strongly that my chances and possibilities of finding someone in the church who matches, not like perfectly matches, but like at least matches where I am politically, independently, like professionally, everything is a tiny, tiny percent within a percent. It just doesn't exist. We have standards for people and it's hard to meet them. If I am even thinking about marrying someone, it's going to be someone outside of the church because it it is significantly easier to find men outside of the church that have similar political and professional goals and values as myself than it is in the church, which is very sad to say, but that's the fact. It's not my goal to like flirt to convert someone because I know that that's not the way to do it. Only the Lord and the spirit can convert someone. Right. Well, and then it's also dangerous because then if you start dating someone with the expectation that you can eventually convert them, what happens if when that doesn't happen? Do you just break off that relationship? Do you leave them? Do you spend the rest of your life trying to get them to go to church and leaving them frustrated as well? You shouldn't be entering a relationship trying to change someone. Exactly. Yes. Write that down as advice. That's good advice for you guys. You're welcome. (laughs) Put that in the bank. Um, (laughs) All right. I really like this next one, which is date someone who empowers you. I love that. And I've never, I mean, I've started to think about that a little bit more through the years, but I used to be like, date someone who does this, date someone like that, date someone who like compliments you um, kind of thing. And now I just really love this. Like you want to be with someone who's going to push you to be better than who you already are while loving what you are now. Yes. Date someone who does empower you. You're going to get the most out of the relationship by being together and by being yourself there. And that is a beautiful thing. All right. And the last one is it wasn't related to dating, but it was a turning point. I took it as dating advice. Anyways, this guy once said, We're all like charters at our own helm, and if we let the wind push us around, we will end up where the wind wants us. 
but if we start directing our helm, we can end up where we want to go. This person continues and says, I had been letting the dates take me around and I hated it. So I decided to be selective with my time and pursue the guys that I wanted. I like that. I kind of like how it wasn't advice originally, but it became advice about dating. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I mean, honestly, we can take all sorts of advice and like pertaining to certain things. But when you do hear the right thing that we've been needing to hear that we've been looking to hear, then we're going to be able to apply it to whatever it is that we feel we need to. Yes, it's it's easy to get carried away and just let people ask you on dates and be like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do this. I'll do that. Why not? I've got the time. And it's a lot of fun. It can be a lot of fun. And you get to meet people if you're doing a lot of dating, that kind of thing. But ultimately, if that's not getting you where you want to go, then you have to start making a change. You have to, it's up to you to decide where you want to end up. And if you do find something, if you do find that direction, then you have to start making sure that you are going in that direction because no one else is going to push you in that direction but yourself. Amen. So the next one is, what are your most embarrassing moments from a date? Which we did cover that in our episode 10 about first dates, but it was, what was your most awkward first date? And so this is just embarrassing moments on dates in general yeah which i am so excited to talk about these i love talking about embarrassing moments on dates so great all right let's get to the juicy bits so the first one is my first kiss with my husband was literally the most awkward experience ever he kissed me goodnight which threw me for a loop and i did not expect i didn't really know how to respond i liked it but I didn't know what to do, so I walked oh. away. <laughs> that gave him the impression that I didn't like it and that he shot his shot and missed it. Oh. Um, <laughs> we ended up talking the next day about it, and I definitely clarified my feelings, but that oh, really good. was the most embarrassing thing. <laughs> oh. I mean, I feel like that's like a, one of the better embarrassing things to kind of happen. Yeah. And yeah. the fact that there was an opportunity to rectify the situation is like, it, it's it's a really beautiful thing. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, <laughs> here's another one. All right, this person says, this was a date that was not supposed to be a date. The guy and I had already gone on two dates the previous year and I gave him the just friends speech because he reminded me too much of my dad. But... Then Valentine's Day rolled around and he said, I know you just want to be friends and I'm totally cool with that, but I'm not doing anything for Valentine's and if you're not either, we should hang out as friends. So I tentatively accepted because I didn't mind hanging out with him. I just didn't want to date him, but I knew I had made a mistake when he showed up with flowers and a box of chocolates. Oh, you in danger, girl. <laughs> Nothing about that screams just friends. We went to see a no. movie and halfway through, he asked if he could hold my hand. Because of course, that's what friends do. I am proud of myself for saying no, though. Even though it wasn't the last time he tried to ask me out, it was the last time I agreed to hang out with him. Oh, gosh. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> Just that showing up with flowers and a box of chocolates. I just think of Whoopi Goldberg and goes, yeah. you in danger, girl. <laughs> you in danger, girl. Just See, that I, one moment. When, when that <laughs> happens, you take the flowers, you take the chocolate, and you close the door. That's, <laughs> that's what you got to do. Oh, thank you. I'm not feeling well, but I will take these. I'll take and it. I appreciate your time. Thank you. Goodbye. Good night. I know older generations have had such a problem with us being like, we're going to hang out and it's not going to be a date. 
And sometimes we are dating and it's hanging out, but it's hanging out when it's dating. Like there is that mess. And I do understand that can be a concern sometimes. I do. Um, because situations like this happen and that is not okay. You you can't jump someone like that. I, I feel like dates need to be like kisses that have consent. Need to be like, is this a date? Is this a date? Do you want to be on this date? Yes. Okay, awesome. Let's do this. But I mean, I, I wish my friends would bring me flowers and chocolates every time we hang out, but we just don't do that. And that implies a certain message and is not always the one we want. So no, don't, don't spring that Y'all better people. stop. You guys. Y'all better stop. Come on. Ooh. All right. So the next one is, I almost threw up on a date at Wine Bar George because I was so anxious. Oh. Luckily, this person was very understanding and I was actually in a serious relationship with her. Still awkward for me, oh. though. <laughs> Yeah, I can't. Mm, that would not be fun. But I mean, if, if one person's okay with it, then it's not too bad, right? Okay, here's this next one. Not embarrassing for me, but for the guy. AKA that time I got a free necklace. <laughs> free jewelry, okay. come on. All right, so yeah. years, years ago, a guy in my singles ward invited me on a date to the Utah Arts Festival. We experienced a comedy of errors just getting there. Oh, puns. Issues with parking and whatnot. But once we were finally there, we went to watch some of the short films. In the theater, he spilled his soda on his shorts. Once we exited the theater, he mentioned wanting to run home to change his clothes. We both lived rather close to the downtown Salt Lake area. I said that makes sense, and I could just say hi to his roommates while he changed. He got uncomfortable and basically asked if I wouldn't feel better just exploring the festival booths on my own since he wouldn't be gone very long. So he left me alone at the arts fest while he went home to change. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. I was looking at a jewelry booth when my brother texted to ask how the date was going. I called him back to tell him the story. So the jewelry booth lady heard the story too. When I got off the phone, I went to buy a necklace I'd been eyeing and the booth lady said, honey, you can just have it. I'm sorry your date <laughs> is such a disaster. <laughs> Oh, hey, so the date was awkward and, and uncomfortable, but I got a free necklace out of it. Oh my gosh. Hey, that's I not too that. bad. <laughs> I love everything about that. I, I, I would totally be okay with that on a date. I don't want to go back to a guy's apartment. I will say at the festival, I love festivals and I will take the free jewelry out of it. Oh my gosh. That's not too bad. Poor guy though. Like yeah, awkward situation for them all, but you know what? Whoever shared the story, they got the best out of the situation. So good for them. <laughs> All right. So the next one says, one date asked how many kids I wanted and said BLM riots instead of movement with a throwing up emoji. Oh. <laughs> Which, same girl. Like, I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a tricky situation when any sort of morals or politics gets brought into the situation when you don't know a person that well, because it can go any sort of way. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is just, I was called a guy by the wrong name, and it was probably the name of a guy I had just been a date on a date with beforehand. And this date, we'd already been going for two or three hours. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> that's not great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, you know what? That happens, though. We can't all be perfect. Like, ugh. <laughs> oh my when gosh. When you're dating, anything, anything can happen. So. <laughs> okay. And the last one is, this is my favorite story. Okay. So this person says, 
I had been hanging out with slash dating this guy for a few weeks. There was a fire pit that was at the top of a huge hill on campus in the woods that people loved to go to on dates. We got a group of people together after FHE one night and we decided to have a fire, s'mores, and just have fun with a bunch of our friends who were also dating or in couples. I don't even remember what led to this, but at some point during the bonfire, my intestines started furiously screaming at me. Oh no. Thankfully, we wrapped up and my date and I stayed to put out the fire and clean up. As we were walking back down the hill, my intestines were yelling, it's time. To which I told my date that I wasn't going to make it to the nearest dorm building down the hill. And I had to go to the bathroom immediately. My My nightmare. So So he stood a little ways off while I literally had to pop a squat and shit in the woods after a date. Oh, Oh, goodness. Oh, boy. The good news is, <laughs> mm-hmm. the good news is, we've been married for over ten years. Hey. So I guess, <laughs> so I guess the moral of the story is: find you a man who won't judge you when you have to take an emergency shit in the woods <laughs> after or during a date. I guess <laughs> you guys will be going through worse in your relationship, so you got to be prepared. You just dive in with the crazy stuff first. Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny that was like my nightmare but mm-hmm. also like I love that for you guys I'm very glad that worked out <laughs> now it oh can be gosh. like something funny you talk about instead of like a horrifying thing that you're like embarrassed about like still years later kind of thing you know like I'm glad it worked out <laughs> Yeah. All right. Awesome. Okay. So then leading in, what is the best date you've ever been on? Got to hear some of those stories. So we can't all lose, you know, complete hope and that kind of thing. Okay. So this one's fun. We got tickets to go see the set and props of the Harry Potter movies. That was amazing. We took photos and just really enjoyed ourselves. Awesome. Dude. Yes. That would be super cool. Like, yeah, you should do fun things for dates. Like if you just do like the like movie and dinner. I don't feel like you're setting yourself up for success there. That's all. Yeah, do something fun. If you are taking me anywhere Harry Potter related, with the exception of Universal Orlando's Wizarding World of Harry Potter. I was wondering about that. Do not take me there on a date. I will kill you. (laughs) If you take me anywhere else Harry Potter related, like, you got it in the bag, basically. Um, But yeah, don't take me to Universal. I'll kill you. Um, (laughs) The next person says... The first date with my most recent boyfriend, it was originally supposed to be a double date to Ripley's Believe It or Not, but the other two bailed. So he said, you want to go to Epcot instead? I have an extra guest pass. The upgrade alone probably would have made it my best date ever because I had never been to Epcot before. The best part came when we went on Spaceship Earth. They said, smile for your picture at the beginning of the ride. And without thinking, I made a funny face instead of a, instead of a nice smile. <laughs> Great way to impress a boy, right? When I realized they were going to do something with the picture, I got a bit nervous because I knew my face looked absolutely ridiculous in it. But right before we saw it, he turned to me and he said, I'm sorry, I made a funny face without thinking about it, so this isn't going to be a great photo. (laughs) Neither of us needed to fear because the picture was glorious with both of us making dirt faces. That's great. That is perfect. That is great. That sounds like it would be so funny then. That's, That's perfect. Oh my goodness. 
So the next person says that we went to a ropes course for two hours. I paid for it. Then we went to the really cute park with a bunch of food trucks. Yum. She bought a center and I bought dessert. It was so much fun and something completely different. Fun. Yes. That sounds like such a fun activity. Yeah. Nice. I mean, personally, I don't like to sweat at all, so I wouldn't want to do that. But also, that does sound like fun. Ropes courses are fun. I'll take your word for it. They're very hard, but they're very fun. (laughs) Nice. All right. So this one says, the most creative and fun one. This one guy I had been dating for a while would create these treasure hunts around town about places that we had been. That sounds so fun. Yeah, because then it would be more personal. Yeah. You're you're remembering all these fun things that you've done. Yeah, that's cute. I like that. So this next person wrote that one guy I was dating, we would hang around campus during college, and then we would take the time to sneak into buildings and climb roofs at night just hanging out. That sounds dangerous, but also very exciting and invigorating. Yeah, right? I like it. All right. And this last one is, one guy worked with my cousin to kidnap me for Valentine's Day. In hindsight, it's probably not that cool anymore, (laughs) but at the time it was great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, As someone who really doesn't like being like blindfolded or like not knowing what's going on at all, I do not feel that I would handle that kind of situation very well yeah don't kidnap me like if you want to kidnap me or like take me on a surprise outing i want you to tell me i am taking you on a surprise outing yes i am not telling you the location or what we will be doing but i will tell you where to meet me and what to be dressed in yes dressed appropriately yes i need to be prepared mentally i don't need to know what we're doing but i'm like do i need to be wearing sandals or hiking boots do i need to have a swimsuit with me do i need to have a water bottle like i i need some level of preparation or i will not have that much fun yeah tapping into my bachelor knowledge again because this is what <laughs> i do of course like, very useful when they give out the date cards for like group dates they don't tell the contestants what they're going to be doing but they know that they have to bring like a bag basically you have to bring fancy clothes for the like cocktail party afterwards you have to bring a bathing suit you have to bring sneakers and like athletic clothing or like clothing for like some sort of fancier outing like they tell you these are the things that you need to bring this is also what you need to be wearing like if you want to do that for me that's cool that is cool. I can be surprised, but as long as I'm prepared with my go bag, like I'm down. Right? Yeah. You could even have me like bring like a ton of random things and I only need one. Like that that keeps definitely that definitely keeps a level of surprise there. Just don't kidnap me. Goodness. I will kill you. <laughs> like I will think that this is a real <laughs> kidnapping situation and you will probably end up dead. So it will not end well. Even if I recognize voices, I'll be like, oh, so this is what you've been planning all along, huh? And it will not go well for anyone. All right, moving on. Our next big sec, our next fun section is we want to hear some more of your weird and wild dating stories. And you definitely delivered. Oh my gosh, you delivered. Yes. Thank you. Yes, please. Let's dive in, shall we? So this person wrote, so I had two different guys at very different times tell me after one date that they prayed about me to find out if I was their eternal companion and told me that they both got the answer that I was not it and wanted to move on and date other people. 
Both times I was pretty creeped out just because both first dates, first dates, I just wanted to get to know them and have fun. I wasn't really thinking or planning on letting things get serious because I literally didn't know these guys from Adam. Both were blind dates set up by two different sets of friends who were already married or in a relationship. I have always told myself that I really wanted to know the person I married by being really, really good friends with them before I could even start to have feelings for someone. I am also of the opinion that God is not going to give you a yes answer to, is this a person I'm supposed to marry? Based on one encounter. No. Okay. Of course, God will say no. When I asked God if I was making the right decision to marry my now husband, I had a very strong impression that it was my choice. I believe that God doesn't really care about who we choose to marry as long as both parties strive to be Christ-like. Reach. Amen. Yes. That, oh my gosh. Yes. I really like that. I, Cause I used to think like, okay, maybe I will get like that super serious, like confirmation. Yes or no. Um, if I did get serious with someone, but my mentality has definitely softened to be a lot like this, where as long as they're like a decent enough person, then the Lord is like, yeah, like you can make it work out. As long as you two put in the kind of work, you know, then it can go well. Yeah. But he's not going to be like, yes, you have to marry this person. Agency is a thing for a reason, guys. Right, though? All right. So they've also followed up with another story how they said, I also had a very creepy experience on my first day in the singles ward. I moved my records and after second meeting, my phone was bombarded with text messages by two guys I didn't know. And they did not introduce themselves to me in person. And they were asking me on dates. I turned them down because I had no idea who they were and how they got my number. And I told them I was not happy with them. After I found out my number was shared in the ward directory, I ended up figuring out how to set my number to private. Both guys ended up being very awkward in person. And it seemed they didn't really know how to take a hint. Even when I started dating someone else in the ward. I think one of them is married now. And I don't really know what happened to the other guy. No, do not use LDS tools as your dating app. Like LDS tools is not a dating app. No, it's not. No. There's a thing called common decency and respect where you like, if you are interested in someone, you can go and introduce yourself to them and say, hi, I know you're brand new to the ward, but I would love to take you out and help you acclimate to the ward. If you're able to ask someone out in person, then you definitely should do it that way, I feel, because you're going to have to be in front of that person on the date and you might as well like get ready for that. Yeah. Like I understand awkwardness. Awkwardness. I do. Trust me. But this is not the way to handle situation and definitely do not be utilizing LDS Ward directory tools for anything other besides church related needs, please. All right. So this other person has shared, I was late one night at FHE. We were in the parking lot roasting marshmallows over a fire pit. And this guy I had seen earlier with the sister missionary started talking to me and helped me carry some trash to the garbage bins. I already suspected he either wasn't a member or was a recent convert, but then he asked me for my number and it was confirmed. I figured out why not. (laughs) He was a little awkward, but I hadn't been on a date in a while and at least he was being direct with me. We kept talking and I doubted that a future date was going to go well because I had already discovered that he was unemployed, he didn't have a car, and he was living with his parents. But as we texted on and off throughout the week, Uh. that little bit of awkwardness became super awkward. Not in any freaky way or anything, but I had the sinking feeling that he was super young, like probably 18 or 19, and he was checking out the YSA ward for the first time. 
When he mentioned he'd been invited to a youth activity, I finally asked him, how old are you? I'm 16. <gasps> no. <laughs> I almost went on a date with a minor. I'm 28. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Don't ask me what he was doing at our YSA activity. I very firmly told him that he should go to the youth activity and hang out with people his own age. Thankfully, I haven't heard from him since then. Excuse me while I go die in a hole. The saddest part is that unemployed, no car, and living with parents weren't red flags for him being under 18 because this is the new normal in our oh, lives. She also says, this is a new low for my dating life. Oh, <laughs> oh girl. Oh, no. Oh. I'm sorry, but that's so Oh, that's funny. rough. <laughs> I mean, I've never had a problem, like, going on dates with, like, younger guys or anything. Like, that's never been an issue, but, like, this, this is an issue. This. Yes. And I, I mean, I feel like there's like no like even way to just be like, what's your age in a normal conversation? But I, I'm glad the question was eventually asked and figured out before anything more happened. <laughs> so funny. <sighs> oh my goodness. Okay, go ahead. All right. Okay, next one. <laughs> These are so great. So this person says, I went on a date with a guy I met off mutual one time. It was also the last time. First off, he pulled up movie times for a movie theater in another state. Oh my gosh. He then proceeded to get really confused about where this theater was. Once he figured that out, he got tickets. The night of the date happens and the guy couldn't find my house. I let that one go because my house at that time was really, was really hard to find. After not being able to find my house, he then couldn't find the theater. Once he did find it, we relate to our movie, which happened to be the live-action version of The Lion King. That movie isn't very good. <laughs> I love how you inserted that. It's like, uh-uh, I know. Not it. <laughs> All right, they go on. After the disaster of the movie was over, we went to an Applebee's, where he proceeded to mainly talk about himself. When I offered to split the bill, which I always do on first dates, he got super offended. Then he takes me home and acts like I'm supposed to kiss him. I somewhat politely decline and go inside. It wasn't embarrassing for me. It was just straight up awkward. And I came out as a lesbian about a month later. <laughs> That's great. That is a beautiful conclusion. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. I love that. I love you. <laughs> I love this person so much. Oh, oh that's my beautiful. Gosh. If they are the same person that submitted the answer of don't date men, like. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. If you're the same person, you just became my new favorite person of all time because that's. We adore my, you. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and we hope your dating life improves. Yeah. All right. This next person says a BYU classic story. Ooh. I'm admitted to law school. A month before I begin, there's a summer seminar for alumni, students current and incoming, plus other professionals. First time going onto campus there. A car parks next to me. I think nothing of it, but a guy gets out and starts talking to me. It's only like 30 seconds, but in that time, he's already asked me out on a date. It's Tuesday in Provo, and I am new, so I figure, eh, why not? Afterward, I meet up with him at the BYU Creamery that I didn't even realize was a popular spot. In minutes, I know that he is someone I would never date. He's been estranged from his father for multiple years, but the man was in Salt Lake. 
They had dinner plans together, but after meeting me in the parking lot, he called up his father to let him know that he had met a girl and wanted to reschedule. He didn't say marriage potential, but it was there. So he bailed on his estranged father to go on a date with me. He learned that I was in law school, and he wasn't impressed with that, which I found offensive. He just wanted to be a radio announcer. <laughs> and, then, and then he pulled the classic, do you want to go stargazing with me? Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I cannot. <laughs> That is a mess. For our listeners who are like Utah people or BYU people, how stereotypically BYU is this date? Like, I need to know on a scale of one to basic, like, how basic is that for BYU? Like, please tell us. Send us your messages. Okay, I know the stargazing aspect I know is very college-ish or just Utah-ish from my understanding because... That was popular when I was in Southern Utah as well. That's literally all I know, though. Oh, gosh, no. Yikes. So again, if you are a BYU or a Utah person, please tell us on a scale of one to basic how basic that date is for BYU and Utah. Our DMs are open. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so here's another story. This person says, I met this guy who is kind of playing and teasing with a roommate of mine, so I didn't super care for a while. We would run into each other a few times over the years at school, and eventually he asked me out on a date. I thought at the time everyone deserved a chance, so I said yes. Ooh, you in danger, girl. Oh, yes. Oh, he drove me to his place. Never a good idea. Never let that happen. And we cooked and ate food. He wanted to go stargazing, and I said, no, it's it's late. I want to go home. So they went into the car and... And he started driving and then says, surprise, we are totally going stargazing. No. How about no? How about you listen to what this person wants? And the problem is this person didn't bring a jacket and it was super cold. So he went up to the mountain and I was freezing. He tried to cuddle me like five or six times. And every time I said no, even though I was shaking because I was that cold. And of course it got worse. He wouldn't stop talking about the size of his penis. Oh my gosh. I don't know if we're using this. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. <laughs> Language. <laughs> <laughs> and he mentioned how he'd like even Googled the typical size of them and said he was definitely oh bigger than Oh my gosh. Most. Why are men? Why are men like he- this? <laughs> he-, <laughs> he also changed his mind about saving himself for his wife after meeting a model. And so he then proceeded to dive into detail about all of his sexual partners. And he did all of this while still trying to cuddle me. Oh my gosh. I am really sorry for you and for anyone else who has ever been through any kind of situation like this. Because that sounds like hell to me. All the red flags, please. All of them. All right. This next one says, We used to have Sunday firesides in our college ward. Kids would hang out afterwards in wards and just in groups of friends. I loved going to those and having fun. This one guy started joining in whatever group I was in for like four or five months. I noticed that. And then he started asking to walk me home. I always had boyfriends or girlfriends with me, so I always turned him down. When I stayed in town for the summer, he learned where I was working at Panda Express. He would visit there a lot, and then he would be in front of my house just waiting for me. What the heck? Oh, no. Once, I came home nearly 
at midnight and my roommate said that he had just been there for two hours waiting. Oh, no. He had set up the tailgate on his truck with a blanket and made a small ice cream bar. It was basically soup by the time I got home and totally melted. Oh, my God. Yeah, two hours. The radio was playing, so he was like, let's dance under the stars. We had never even gone on a date. Why did he do this? This stuff went on. Then months later at Christmas, he says he has a gift for me. I have a serious boyfriend at this time, and it's not a secret, so he would definitely know about it. I thought it was a trinket, but then he brings a shadow box-like container, like a cut-out winter scene. It was insanely well done and beautiful. I said, thank you. And he says, no, wait, there's more. Open the drawer. So I open it and see a small box. A ring box, basically. Oh, no. Oh, no. I panicked. But I opened it, and it was a necklace. The necklace was worth over $100 with insurance and etc. Like, it was expensive. I tried to refuse it, but he would not take it back. I should have just thrown it away. A year later, I was able to give it back to him, and I told him to give it to his mother. Two or three years later, he apologized and said he had learned the definition of a stalker. Oh, gosh. Why did it take so long? Oh, my gosh yeah that that's a stalker okay all right last one one more okay so when i first started law school there was one guy i was kind of interested in so we went on a few dates and we made out a few times but there really wasn't any commitment in there we were just having fun i was dating a few people then on one of our days casually going out he said i think we need to slow things down I was confused because I wasn't taking this seriously and we weren't really doing a lot. He said, like, we've been dating for a while. And I said, no, we're not dating and we're not serious. If you want to slow down, then we might as well stop. And that shocked him. And we never really talked again. (laughs) She gave him the old Uno reverse card on that one. Just be like, okay, <laughs> done. He thought he had the power and oh he was breaking goodness. her heart. And she was like, LOL, no. <laughs> nice try. Oh, that's great. That's so great. Oh, that's funny. So now we're going to move on to the Ask Us Anything, which we only got a few questions, but they are important questions. They're fun questions. Some of them are fun. Some other ones are like, Ugh, but it's okay. We said, ask us anything. We're going <laughs> to, we're going to oblige. So we 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 it's yeah fine. it's it's a fair trade you know so if anything we are women of our word yes we said we would answer any of your questions and you took us at our word so we're gonna we're gonna honor that all right so the first question is <laughs> gary Busey, jim carrey or andre the giant who would you kiss who would you marry and who would you kill i want to know how this person decided on these three men yeah same i have more questions about this <laughs> all right tracy do you want to go first sure so i think i would kiss andre the giant i would marry jim carrey and i would kill gary Busey because gary Busey is way too insane to i i couldn't I remember could who that was so i just googled him and yes i am in agreement with you on this he does not appear sane. He's not. Uh, he <laughs> he seems like a bit much for me. That that's all. So um, I'm actually in agreement. I would kiss Andre the Giant. 
I'd marry Jim Carrey and I would kill Gary Busey. I feel like I could handle being married to Jim Carrey. He's weird. I'm weird. He's got a lot of money. I don't want to work. So like, it's fine. (laughs) Oh, well. He can keep working. We'll just, you know, I'll do my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Easy peasy. And no one will know what happened to Gary Busey. Anyways. Maybe not. So we we have a serious question after this. Um... Did God give us any impossible commandments, such as the commandment to be perfect? Hmm. I feel like we've touched a little bit on this in past episodes, but I don't think we've actually done an episode about perfection, what it means, what it could mean, um, and the commandment that we have been given. No, we have. We have? Yeah. Episode 18, The Perfection Problem. See, this this is why I need you, Tracy, because I don't keep track of anything. Anyways, are there any possible commandments. I think that there are commandments that everyone finds impossible for themselves. Like, I think that it just depends on where you are in your discipleship journey and in your gospel journey. I think we've been given commandments and there's, and it's still to a certain extent open up to interpretation, especially within our relationship with our heavenly parents Mm -hmm. because yes we're going to be given commandments but we're also going to give be given opportunities and situations where we might have to do something different such as the ever thou shalt not kill commandment from the 10 versus nephi's killing of laban i don't want to be like first nephi 3 7 says that if the lord commands you there will always be a way but like it is true like there are things that the Lord asks us to do that we feel like is impossible for us to do. And in a way, like at our present state, it is impossible for us to achieve that. But the Lord helps us to grow and change as we are willing to honor that commandment and as we are willing to be obedient. So I feel like there isn't really a commandment that's truly impossible for us to live. It just takes work and effort and faith to live that commandment. And it won't always be taking the same action every time. Okay, next question. What is your most embarrassing date story? Oh. I gotta think, because I have a lot of really bad dates, but I don't know if one is, like, embarrassing. (laughs) I No, I do remember one um, that, like, I've just forgotten about because, like, there's... Okay, I've tried to get better at, like, not letting embarrassing things linger because it does not do anything good for my mental health. But anyways, I do remember one. I went with, it was my friend at a time who wanted to go on a date with this one guy. So I did a double with her brother. And so we went down to the beach and I kind of figured we'd be swimming or something. So like I wore my swimsuit underneath. That never happened. And then we just like went around climbing rocks, which I'm not very (laughs) athletic. I'm not very agile or anything. I slowed down on the way back just because I kept stubbing my toes on everything. And I fell in a puddle. And so it just looked like I'd wet my pants and I was too embarrassed to explain anything by the time I got back to everyone and they just didn't mention anything. (laughs) And then by the time we got back to our food as well, the seagulls had eaten it. If you take me on a date and there is not food, I will not forgive you. But so I think that's definitely one of my most embarrassing things because I just didn't know what to say. They didn't know what to say. So we're just like, let's let's pretend this didn't happen. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) how about you (laughs) honestly like i don't know if i've been on an embarrassing date i just know that i've been on a lot of bad ones 
Oh, no, I do know an embarrassing one. Okay, I got one now. Okay, okay. I, I remembered. This triggered it. Okay, so my freshman year of college, I had become really good friends with my home teacher. I was like, he's really cool. He's chill. He's got a motorcycle. Like, he's a cool dude. I like him. Next year, my sophomore year of college, he brings the motorcycle back to campus. And I was like, oh, my gosh, let me know when you can. Like, I want to go for a ride on your motorcycle. Like, I had said that, like, I just want to do this. It's not like an I want to date you, but I want to go on a ride on your motorcycle. He was like, okay, cool. We'll set up a time. And so, like, he asked me on a date in the fall and said, like, I will take you on my motorcycle. We'll go for a ride and then we'll go get dinner after. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah, that sounds great. So we get going and I get on the motorcycle and I'm looking and I'm like, where should I put my feet? Because I he doesn't have like foot pegs in the back. And he was like, oh, just put them on the muffler. Like, they'll be fine. And I was like, all right. So I put my feet on the mufflers. And as we're driving, like the ride is so fun. We're having a great time. And then I like tried to move my foot and I couldn't move my foot. My shoes melted to the mufflers oh Oh my god and i didn't yeah and i didn't know because i was wearing really thick soled shoes like i had no idea oh my god and so then i like hit him i'm like hitting him like we have a problem we have a problem and he's like what what and i'm like pull over like we just this is an emergency so he goes we're almost (laughs) to the restaurant like can you wait and i was like i guess yeah so we get to the restaurant (laughs) and he gets off the motorcycle and i'm like my shoes have melted onto your motorcycle and he was like what and he looks down and there is black all over the he had two mufflers like two like one on each Uh side melted crap all over his motorcycle and i was so embarrassed i was like i am so sorry i'm like i did not know this would happen i didn't even i couldn't even tell it was happening because my shoes are really thick like i'm really sorry i can clean this off for you like let me take care of it like i will do it like i will i'm like i feel so bad like i did i really i felt so bad Uh and he goes no don't worry (laughs) Uh about it like he's like i probably should he's like hindsight i should have put foot pegs on there because last week I took one of my friends on the motorcycle and they said that their feet were getting really hot on the muffler but he's like but you didn't say anything so I thought it was fine and blah 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 and I was like oh my gosh I was like this is so embarrassing and then the restaurant he took me to was freaking Arby's and I hate Arby's (laughs) 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 so not only restaurant not only did i melt my shoes beyond repair i had to go to freaking arby's i got arby's out of it (laughs) so then oh wait it gets worse so then we're in arby's and we're talking and i'm still like so mortified because i melted my shoes onto your motorcycle i just like ruined the look of your motorcycle and we get into the booth and we're sitting down and we're eating and he's like oh like how are your shoes so i look at my shoes there is a huge hole in each of the soles of my shoes that i can see my sock through no <laughs> and oh he's like goodness. i am so sorry i did not mean to ruin your shoes and i'm like my shoes are not what's important here like my oh. shoes are like 20 bucks it's not a big deal like they're they're fine like your motorcycle is my problem so we're both embarrassed God. at this point 
And we still have to drive back to so campus, funny. which was like 20 minutes away at this point. And now I'm like, how are we going to get back? Like, my shoes are already melted. I can't really put my feet back onto the muffler because they've melted through. And now it'll just be like my sock on a muffler. Like, this is a problem. Oh, yeah. Shoot. Okay. So so he had me wrap my legs around him on the motorcycle <laughs> on the drive. <laughs> 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 oh <laughs> my goodness. That was the absolute worst. Oh my gosh. I was so uncomfortable the whole time. I was like, I <laughs> the road was so busy. Oh there were so many people on the road and they were looking at me with my legs wrapped around this dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I forgot all about this date. Oh my gosh. I repressed it. I swear. (laughs) We make it back to campus. Oh my goodness. And I really quickly, like, I like, I swear I jumped off the motorcycle before he had even parked it. Because I was like, I gotta get out of here. And I just was like, thank you so much. I gotta go by. And I like ran into my dorm, took off my shoes immediately in the dorm building and carried them back to my room. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Holy cow. (laughs) It was awful. That's hilarious. Oh my gosh. Wow. I really did forget about that one. Uh Wow. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I repressed it. 20-year-old Tracy was like, never again will we remember this. Mm -mm. It was back in the archives. That's that's fair. That's fair. Oh my gosh, that was so bad. The next question then is, why are you single? LOL, because Chris Evans doesn't know I exist. I mean, if you haven't like noticed throughout this podcast, why that might be the case. I I don't know. Um, Because we're happy and we don't need someone else. I have nothing else to say on that. I have gotten this question a lot over my years of being single. Oh, like, yeah, it's not going to just be like random people. It's also going to be like our family and friends and being like, come on, you're like, why? Why? Just choose someone. The honest answer is there were two times in my life where I could see a future with these people and I could see myself getting married to them in the future. Mm hmm. The thing is, neither one of these people were doing things to make that happen. Mm. So, like, Mm. I could see the thing happening, and we had discussed this happening in the future, but they were not making good life choices to make this a possibility. So I was putting a lot of hope into what could be and not what actually was. At this point in my life, I have realized that you should not be putting all of your faith in what could be, and you should be focusing on what is happening right now. Is this person making choices that show you that they care about you? Is this person putting effort into your relationship? And is this person demonstrating that they have what it takes to put work into a relationship? And if they are not doing that right now, they won't do that in the future. It's not going to happen. Does it suck a little bit? Yes, it does. But at the same time, I also am very content with where I am as a single person. I don't really want to change that. And I feel like if it is 
the Lord's will that I remain single for my whole life, I feel like I would be okay with that. Yeah, I think we've gotten to the point already where we're very, in, very we're very comfortable in our independence. And to make a change in that, it does need to be a worthwhile change. We do take the relationships in our lives seriously. We take our commitments in our lives seriously. And we're going to do that if we do get married. And yes, we're not willing to put up with anything that's less than that. Yeah. There is unfortunately just not a lot of people who are willing to keep to that kind of standard of commitment in the same. Yeah. And that works for us. But again, like if Chris Evans were to show up tomorrow in my life and want me, absolutely. I would go for broke. I mean, I would probably pass out first, but I would go for broke. I would do Mm -hmm. whatever it takes to make that man mine. (laughs) All right. The last question we got was, what is the most difficult commandment for you to live at this point in your single life? All of them. (laughs) Um. (laughs) I think that's a fair assessment. Right. (laughs) Well, especially like in this, in this time, not just in our lives and the strange situations we're in, but like along with the pandemic and everything, it does make things, it makes life harder in general. It makes like, I have a harder time wanting to read my scriptures and doing my prayer as well as like sticking to um, all of the other commands that I've made, like um, those I made in the temple because I've not, I haven't been to a temple in over a year now Mm -hmm. and it, it definitely gets harder. Um, it's definitely been hard to keep anything very well. Yeah. Um, but in particular, as a single adult, probably the word of wisdom because I just don't eat healthy. I was going to say word of wisdom and law of chastity. Word of wisdom specifically because there are days where I just want to crack open a bottle of wine and just drink all of those worries away. And it doesn't make sense why I want to do that because I've never had wine. But I just feel like it would make everything better. I've I've been told by a good friend of mine that I'd be a pretty good one, a, a pretty good wine drinker. I'd be good at that. Um, the older we get, the more opportunities are available to us. Um, you know, doing like um, doing weed, doing like smoking, drinking, all those opportunities become more available to us. And it does get harder yeah. to say no even if you've like been trained your whole life to say no. Yeah. Um, and the same with like the law of chastity, like just because we've made commitments not to do it, it doesn't make it any easier because it sucks being alone and everything like, and you can, and you know, everyone else is having the time of their lives and their relationships. Yeah. And we're just like, well, the thing that I, I say I struggle with is like, I've already said in this episode, I feel like I am going to end up dating and marrying a non-member if I do end up dating and marrying someone. And it is very difficult to explain to a non-member why you are not having premarital sex. Like, it is very difficult to explain that and have them be, like, okay with it and to, like, maintain that. I And especially, like, what you just said, like, trying to explain to other people... I've, it's gotten harder. I used to think it'd be so simple because, you know, you'd rehearse it in church and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are nuances to everything that we do and believe that are not going to make clear sense in everything. I feel like those two in particular are difficult for me because there are so many nuances to it. It's <sighs> a lot. 
so yeah, so like for my perspective, I'm trying to like focus more on what the purpose of these laws are and these commandments that we have are and make sure that I can keep to making sure that kind of thing like doesn't happen. Like, okay, we're not supposed to drink alcohol. We don't drink alcohol mm-hmm. because of the risk, the serious risks that happen when we drink too much. Um, so that's why I just don't drink at all. But some people might be like one drink of red wine a week is what keeps me going kind of thing. And I don't get drunk or anything. I just use it to relax. And then that works for them kind of thing. Like, I feel like we just kind of have to gauge for ourselves um, and in our relationship with our family parents, what's going to be best for us with these commandments. We have our own issues with living commandments at this point in our lives as single people, but that should be true for everyone. And again, like, I like what you just said, that it should be a personal decision, what we do and how we are honoring the spirit of the law more than the letter of the law. So I try, I try not to do things just because other people are doing them, even if it is church related. So that wraps up our listener email episode. And yeah, we wanted to thank you guys again, one more time for sending in all of those stories and the questions and everything. And we actually had like a very broad range, like from our Google form, the messages we got were from people between like 18 and 40, as well as single and married. Okay, nice. So we got like a good mixture. This was awesome. We love hearing your stories. We love answering your questions. And we love any opportunity to rant about anything and everything. So thank you very much for this. If you want more information or can answer any of our questions that we've had in this, please DM us. Yes. So thanks again for listening, guys. We will see you all next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.